independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Are we at the top of inflation? Is it possible that we're there? Democrats hope so. But guess what? Increase slows, but it's still up. Inflation barreled ahead at 8.3% in April from a year ago, remaining near 40-year highs. That is not good. Shelter costs, which can comprise about one-third of CPI, rose at the fastest pace since 1991. So inflation adjusted for earnings continues to decline for workers, falling to 2.6% over the past year due to struggling cost of living. It slowed a little bit. But the reality is, is it's not going anywhere. And this is going to continue to be a huge problem for the Democrats. While Roe v. Wade has tossed them, there, I'm tossing something, some energy, some money raising, the reality is, is, is it going to be enough? The answer, I don't think, is, is yes. It just isn't. Because you have too many people who are having to make as choices. Continue to go back to this. We were at the food bank a couple weeks ago here in Phoenix. St. Mary's Food Bank is the first food bank in the world. And I continue to talk about this because we do a big thing on Fridays out here for the food bank all the way through the summer because summer months is when it's tough. People go on vacation. Snowbirds leave. So they, they really struggle to keep it going and because they feed kids and they feed everybody. And they talk about... The majority, the vast majority of the people they serve are people who have jobs, have a place to live, have a car, but because things have taken off, especially over the last several months, at such a pace, they're serving more people than they did than during the coronavirus because they're living on the edge. For all the Roe v. Wade, for all the don't say gay, for all of that stuff, the it, realities of bank account meets the road. <sighs> you think about those things. Jessica Kelly owns a salon and spa in Greenville, South Carolina. Among her steady stream of customers, many are feeling the pinch. You can kind of feel the tension rising a little bit, especially with certain ones that are already on a budget. Concerns about inflation are driving that tension. A new CNBC survey finds nearly half of Americans say they think about rising prices all the time. And more than three quarters say they're worried higher prices will force them to rethink their financial choices. More than half say they'll cut back on dining out. 42% will cut back on driving. 40% say they'll cancel a trip or vacation. Yeah. Vacations this year are going to be staycations again. Vacations this year are going to be much different than they, you know, I think a lot of people thought. You know, we're finally coming out of this thing, although there's a spike in COVID again across parts of the Northeast. And, and uh, you know, and so your people are, are, are making serious decisions. Hey, kids, I thought we were going to go here this year. You know what? We're going to stay here. We're going to rent a hotel for a couple of weeks. I mean, a couple of days. We're going to stay here. Just take some time off, do some stuff here because it's just too damn expensive. It is. It's just too damn expensive. From, from the everyday cost of living, gas in the cars. I, I was talking to uh, uh, one of the young ladies that works here. She just got a, uh, a job offer at another place. And she is, she's like, you know, they're paying me X amount of dollars. I'm like, wow, 
that's like a, a half a tank an hour or something like that. I was joking. And I thought to myself, that's how we're going to pay people now. How many tanks? We're going to pay you uh, 25 tanks a week. <laughs> You're like, whoa, that's big money. Because that's what it is. I mean, if you think about it, if you make 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour even, 20 bucks an hour, right? You're, you're closing in on what, $50,000 a year. You're like, is that really? Uh, let's just do the math here. I'm a math kind of guy. I think it's right around there. Uh, let's see here. You know, let's say 22 bucks an hour. That's a pretty much average thing. 40 hours a week, 880 times 52, you're at $45,000 a year. For every three hours you work, about three and a half, four, you're going to fill up your tank. You make decisions. Oh, my God. That's, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. You make serious decisions. We're not even talking about recession. We're just talking about inflation at this point. People are making serious, serious decisions on things that you would think would be a throwaway. Making coffee at home. I'm not stopping to get that thing. Maybe on a Friday I will. Packing my lunch. Because I can't afford to eat out every day. I'm cutting back on my subscriptions to the Netflix, to Hulu. Decisions that are little and you think, uh, but they go a long way and they add up. But even at this point, with those things, people are still going, you know what? We're not getting Kraft macaroni and cheese. We're getting whatever this is. It's the same. First of all, it's not the same. And the quicker we learn about why it's not the same and how Kraft is amazing and made with angels, the better this relationship between you and I will be. Okay? From coast to coast, many consumers have already cut back. No, we don't go out as much. We don't. Uh, we try to conserve as much as we can. Eating out less, uh, not driving that much. I don't travel quite as much except to work. I'm just trying to make more money to just compensate for the prices. Yeah. More gig. And think about if you're a restaurant owner, you've gone through hell for the last 24 months. And as you feel like you're starting to climb back out of it and many restaurants never reopen, you're looking up now, you're having a tough time getting supplies, you're having a tough time getting workers, and now with rising costs, you're going to have a tough time getting customers. Yet an overwhelming majority of Americans have an even bigger worry, recession. The CNBC survey finds 81% expect one this year. A recession? Yes, you always have that in the back of your head. That's why Kelly says she's planning ahead, growing an online skincare sales business in case in-person traffic at her spa slows down. We have that to kind of carry things. We've always got other things that we can try to focus on. Many Americans are simply overwhelmed. Nearly 9 out of 10 adults who expect a recession this year also say they're under more financial stress than a year ago. Adds up. It does. It does. I mean, we're going and, and, and we're getting ready to go out. We're going to, you know, Memorial Day. Jack's got his first hockey tournament. We're really excited. We're, we're booking hotels. Yesterday, I finally got all of the arrangements when his games are. And uh, uh, so we were pretty excited. Hotels, normally, you can book and they say, uh, you know, like I do hotels.com, one of those things. And it's like you can pay now or whatever. Cancellation is free and stuff. Now, if you cancel, they're charging you for at least one or two of those days. Because they're also worried that people just aren't going to be able, because they don't know what it's going to look like in a month. Yesterday, Biden came out 
you know, did what he, 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 you know, he came out to dress the nation. And he doesn't do this very often, right? So they give him their vitamin B shots, do all the things they do to get him. Come on, you can hype him up, get him out there. And again, I watch him. There's nothing in there that instills confidence that this guy's getting us through this. How long do you think it will be until we see prices coming down? I'm not going to predict that. It ranges depending on what economists you're talking to by the end of this year, and some say it's going to be it's going to increase next year. But there's others say by the end of this year you're going to see it come down. I don't know. That, some say this year, some say next year. Some experts say it could be later this year. Some experts say, well, it's going to go on until next year. I don't know. That is not what you're looking for. I can't blame Biden for everything. What I can blame Biden for, because if you blame him for everything, it's because you just don't like Biden. What I can blame Biden for is the insanity of the way that we printed money. We do was the first one with Trump. Okay, fine. The second one I thought was ridiculous. And the one that he did this year, which was the biggest, the 1.9 trillion was unnecessary. You weren't forward thinking when it came to the energy world because you were looking out there and instead of going to all the NATO allies, all of the people in Europe that live off the teat of the oil and gas that come from Russia and saying, guys, are we going to do this? Do we all need to start slowly but surely stockpiling this stuff, getting it ready for the what if scenario? How do we handle this? How do we deal with China? and the potential shutdowns there, and what ramifications may come because of the war. Instead of all of those things, he's been reactionary. And he doesn't have good reflexes. He doesn't. And even when he tries something, it seems to fall flat. The American people will get through this, and it's not going to be like 2008. But I tell you what, the soft landing... It's going to be one of those soft landings that seems to go on for a little bit longer than you thought the landing was supposed to go on for. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, a lot of stuff to squeeze into today. You know who's not having a problem? Tom Brady. Where do you hear the money he's getting from Fox when he retires? So he's coming back this year, and obviously I believe this year is the it year for him. Uh, but the money he's getting from Fox, I think now you just like Tony Romo makes more money now than I think he ever did playing football. Like that's how big this money is. Mannings, all of them, huge money. Talk about that. Of course, Woke Wednesday, got a lot of good woke stuff for you, including somebody who is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. (laughs) Just... You got you got to hear it. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. I was talking to producer Phil uh, right before we came on the air. He's like, man, I was tired. I'm not getting any sleep. I said, dude, you got to try REM sleep for my buddies over at Healthy Cell. So they got immune super boost, which I take every single day. They got focus and recall, I take every day, and at night REM sleep. But I said, you got to take it when you get you know when you think, oh, we should go to bed in an hour or two. Take it then. 
because it is going to put you to sleep. Imagine all the, 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 you know, the supplements you take and the vitamins. You think, I'm getting all this great stuff. You're really not. Your body doesn't absorb it because they're the giant horse pills. They're hard to swallow. They taste like crap. And you don't get any of it. It never really absorbs in your body. With the microgel, which is this, this gel that you, you drink. It's just all it is, this ingestible gel. It is quick, it is fast, and it works. In fact, you're going to get 165% more than you would with a tablet. Great tasting packs, effective doses of science-backed immune-boosting vitamins, minerals, protective antioxidants. Same thing goes for all of the things that they have from REM sleep to focus and recall. You will love it. You're going to get more for your body with Healthy Cell. Right now, 20% off by going to HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Your journey to better health begins now. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Use that promo code Chad. 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Promo code Chad. 20% off your first order. Chad Benson Show. Life is already good for the GOAT, but when Tom Brady decides to officially retire, life after football is going to be great. Fox just announced that Brady has agreed to a long-term deal with the network and will be Fox Sports' lead NFL analyst when he retires. Tom will not only call our biggest games with Kevin Burkhart, but will also serve as an ambassador for us, particularly with respect to client and promotional initiatives. Yes. What's that mean? Well, hey, Tom, you're going to go out. You're going to smooth people. They're spending big money to run advertising across all of this stuff. We're having a dinner Tuesday night in Miami Beach. We need you to come out because Coca-Cola CEO is going to be there and so-and-so is going to be there. You come shake hands. It's like golf. I was talking to producer Anthony before uh, the program today as we uh, meet up early in the morning, discuss stuff, and I said, you know, golfers, they get there on a Monday for a big golf tournament, right? So Monday, they, they you know, usually they arrive and they, they go out, they look at the course, they'll hit some balls. Uh, Tuesday, they'll walk the course, play a little bit, you know, uh, and then Wednesday they'll have the little pro-am where you're going out with all of the title sponsors and everybody. You shake hands, kiss babies. He's doing it in a bigger way because the money, from what people are, are, are reporting, is stupid good. Now, he's made about $330 million in his career as a football player, salaries. He's getting a 10-year contract, supposedly, for $375 million. That's $37.5 million per year. Now, with a deal this great lined up for life after ball, how much longer would TB12 have the passion to even play football? The seven-time Super Bowl champ briefly hung up his cleats in February before announcing 40 days later that he'd be back with the Buccaneers for his 23rd NFL season. But what about TB12 in Hollywood? It's also been announced that Brady will produce and appear in a football-themed road trip movie titled 80 for Brady. Life after football for the GOAT, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's... uh. I mean, imagine knowing your next gig is paying you as much as the gig you're doing now that you love, and then you get to go talk about it, and you get to do what you do best, which is shake hands, smile, right? Hey, how's it going? It's me, Tom. Ding! A little smile. He's got the ding. It's, it's, it's great. 37 
million a year. That is crazy. Crazy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of you do. Uh, Some of it's hilarious. Some of you are angry. I always wonder, why are people so angry? But it's hard to tell anymore. This one's my favorite from yesterday. Uh, And I just figured, you know what? Boy, Chad, it was sure nice uh, at 9.36 p.m. to hear you admit you're a white privilege finally. I never, I don't know, I've never been angry like that. Of course, you're a blanking white and you worship fascist ideologies. wonder it's like are you is it are you listening to my show (laughs) which fascist ideology is that please tell me he continues seriously because we had i talked to katie hobbs yesterday she wants to be uh uh the governor here and she's talking about unrestricted abortion i said well what about europe and she goes he goes about europe you asked her are you an idiot that's uh rhetorical we both know the answer if you don't have ovaries if you're not god it's none of your blanking business effing nazi I love social media. It's hilarious. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. People are still angry. Obviously, Roe v. Wade. It's not going anywhere. People are outside picketing, screaming, angry. One of the neighbors of Alito, well, he's outside. Just uh, very excited about all the things that are going on. Apparently not a fan. Several of the neighbors are not huge fans of the justices in the neighborhoods. Uh, But one of them, uh, well, playing the piano. By the, I just want to let you guys know, uh, there is a, a ban, a law. Federal statute bans picketing judges, residents, with the intent of influencing said judge. 18 U.S.C. 1507, those are the subsection numbers as well have been added, that it is illegal to protest outside of Supreme Court justice homes. Whoever, with the intent of interfering with obstructing or impending the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of said duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in a building or resident occupied by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer with intent to use any sound truck or similar device or resort to any demonstration in or near such building is illegal, shall be fined under the title or imprisoned for not more than one year or both. Not happening, though. <laughs> so let you guys know. They are not doing anything. Silence. Silence. Shh. Can't have that. 
Right? You can't. You can't. You because you're trying to influence out of what fear. That's what you're trying to do now. You're trying to make it so the mob rule can scream and yell and throw a fit and get whatever the hell it is that they want. No, sorry. No, no. Of all the things, no. But Chad, it was settled law. It was never settled, ever. Roe v. Wade never settled it. Never did. If it was settled, why why are there marches for life every year? Why are there always court battles over? If it's settled, why are all those things happening? Other things that, quote-unquote, people are saying, they're going to take this away from you. Here comes this. Here comes that. Nobody's calling for those things. There's no marching for those things. There's no challenges for those things. We've moved on. But not with this. It's an interesting debate. Town hall meeting. Younger pro-choice woman, older pro-life woman. They get into it. Remember, so much of this is about emotion. Um, Because I hear a lot of pro-lifers say that life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. So my poster reads, life begins when you understand living women matter more than potential babies. What is it? What do you mean? If it's a potential baby, what is inside of a woman? It's a fetus. Is it living? No. How can it grow if it's not living? Actually, actually, that's like saying if an acorn is a tree. When does the fetus become living? Um, that's actually a good question. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I don't know. Uh, up for debate? Right. So they're having a very, here's what they're having. They're having a very nice uh, conversation. They're not arguing with each other. The young girl's not trying to scream her down. The other lady is just throwing, hey, when's it living? Potential. When's it living? And they're going back and forth, and both of them are trying to, you know, you're never going to persuade somebody the way that I think some people do with arguments. Because very few people are open-minded about stuff. They, they get into something, and, they, and they're entrenched in it. Then they dig in harder. And even if they think to themselves, well, there's a real good point there, and that may be right. And, and, and because so much of us are looking for something that is black and white, and very few things are black and white. You're fundamentally denying science to validate you, your you, opinion. You actively, you actively deny science, ma'am. How am I denying? What science did I deny, Darby? Um, okay, so let's look at some posters over here. You just made an accusation that I denied science. What science did I deny? That it's a child inside of you. It is a clump of cells when... I'm a clump of cells. What makes me different? Oh, that's good. I'm a clump of cells. What makes me different? Yeah. All started by light. Remember that. You were born. So you, you don't, what you're arguing is that uh, anything that is not born is not valuable of life. I right did not life. say that. So when does, it, when does a child or fetus or clump of cells, whatever you want to call it, when does this clump of cells or fetus become living? When it can sustain but when is the, when is the sustainability? My newborns aren't sustainable. You can't just have a newborn and they just like live on their own. Right. They're not sustainable. They need help and assistance to survive. 
really what they need is an adult to feed them and then make sure they don't kill themselves because that's what being a parent is the first like six years it's just stopping them from killing themselves <laughs> not on purpose <laughs> this just looks like fun i have no comprehension of pain <laughs> that was a very honest thing they're having a conversation and this is where the nuance comes in where i think people look and say look the minute something gets a heartbeat the minute something starts to form and look like a a a a, a person a creature whatever you whatever you're going to come from that's when I think people have issues, right? If it's just a clump of cell, right? If it looks just like a, a you know, uh, just a nothing, a bunch of goo, well, okay, they, you know, people are going to talk about it. 70 abortions, by the way, are done by pill. Right? So that's that's one thing, and I think this is where you, we, we, we never talk about any of the facts. And we never, it's just like with bills. People argue over bills. Did you read the bill? No, I didn't read the bill. I just read the headline of the bill and what the media is telling me, and you know, I believe in anything they say. You have to have a real conversation, but you're not going to change people's minds. And most people you talk to, even pro-life, I mean pro-choice, all say the same thing for the most part. Oh, it's not for me. It's for someone else. I, I, I would never do it, but... But it's still not the driving thing this year. As much as the Dems want to make it the driving thing, it is not going to be. It is not. And as we know, it's Wednesday. We like to get woke on Wednesday. Here's some pro-choice people who are taking it to the max when it comes to choice and why they would choose to uh, eliminate. You know you're a millennial when you question whether or not it's ethical to bring children into this world. Because you really know whether or not the world's going to be habitable in 30 years. So why would I bring children into this? As a climate change. So I've had two abortions. Nothing medical. I just find it incredibly morally unethical to bring another human being, another child, into this late stage capitalistic shit show that is causing the literal extinction of our species in our lifetime. This child that you want born so badly isn't going to live to see 30. And I need you to hear that. I need you to understand it. It's about climate change. Not even real. None of that's real, by the way. There is nothing, even in the IPCC, that's the Interpanel uh, Climate Change, blah, 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 uh, that the UN has. There is no doomsday, world is over, everything's done and dusted. None of that, period. Case closed. And there's nothing in there. Nothing. Not a thing. But you've bought into it. It's over. I can't bring kids in this world. It's done. It's over. So I just, that's nuts. That's your wokeness right there. You're, you're thinking you're doing something super awesome for the planet. Which, you know what? Maybe it's all for the best at that point in time. But my goodness me, the insanity of people to think, well, that's what it's all about right there. You're doing something great. Doing something fantastic. Thank you for helping the planet. The planet will decide when the planet's done with us. That's when the planet will decide. The universe and the planet. No, I don't think so. I think it's every no, 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 no. I think it's 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 all no wrong. Go look at the information. There's nothing in the <laughs> in, in any of the reports. The the people who scream and yell, just like people who are coming out and, and screaming and yelling here, it's over and women don't exist anymore, and back in the kitchen and blah 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 blah. It, it's those 
It's about fear. But that's right there. There's a, there isn't any woker than that insanity right there. Speaking of insanity, I don't know if this would help Trump or not. Elon Musk addressing, yes, the elephant in the room. Are you planning to let Donald Trump back on? I think there's, there's a general question of should Twitter have permanent bans? I've talked with Jack Dorsey about this, and he and I are of the same mind, which is that uh, permanent bans should be uh, extremely rare and really reserved for people where they're trying to, uh, for, for accounts that are bots or spam scam accounts, uh, where there's just no legitimacy to the account at all. No legitimacy to the account at all. So here he is talking. Uh, and then, of course, the question again about Trump. I do think that it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was, that was a mistake because it, uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the right in the, in the United States. Um, and so I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having a, sing you know, a single forum where everyone can debate. Yeah. Which is what we need. A place where we can debate, have conversation. That's really important. So, well. I guess the answer is that I, 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 I would reverse the perma ban. I would say I'm not, I don't own Twitter yet. So this is not like a thing that will definitely happen. Because what if I don't own Twitter? Now, now that doesn't mean that somebody gets to say whatever they want to say. If they say something that is um, illegal or just destructive to the world, then, then that there should be perhaps a timeout, uh, a temporary suspension, or, or that particular tweet uh, should be made invisible or, or have very limited uh, traction. Yeah. Translation, long way, roundabout. Yes, he's coming back. Cue the insanity. Are you concerned about the rise of American fascism? Well, today, you can be more concerned. Uh, it's almost certain that with this move, Trump is going to come back to social media. I mean, this has so many horrific implications. I'm not even sure where Tell to me. start, Tell to me. be Please completely do. Start. honest with you. Tell me. There is a problem with this idea of free speech, and that is, where is the limit? Free speech has the ability to incite some really horrific and hateful things. Anyway, I imagine there's going to be a mass exodus from Twitter. I just have a very strong feeling that the extremism on the right is going to get more significant after this. Anyways, okay, bye. <sighs> Insane. Insane. It is. It's crazy. It is. I don't think it's going to be a free-for-all. I think it's going to be nutty and insane. And, and I get, I just read your tweets earlier about what a POS I am, what a Nazi I am. There's people out there saying that, you know what, assassinations of, the, of SCOTUS is okay. And Twitter's like, yeah, it doesn't really rise to the level of, of you know, our, our platform limits. So we're going to allow it. That's nuts. So settle down with your extremism and your lunacy. Well, it's because he's the fascist. If he's the fascist you think he is, A, why is he not on social media? Why didn't he just take all of social media over? Government seizes everything. Just curious. I think it's a fair question to ask. Why, why didn't he? Could have, right? I mean, if that's it. Apparently, he's even implored and spoken to Elon, said, you need to buy Twitter. Knowing full well it was going to hurt 
his true social. It's just so silly. It is. People, good God. Wokeness, man, a culture of simpletons when it comes to the freedoms and the actual world that we live in. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, created by naturopathic physician Dr. Dennis Black. He's 20 years he's been a, a physician, a naturopath. This guy has been an Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, Vietnam Air Helicopter Pilot. Done a lot of stuff. Stage 4 kidney cancer survivor. And he's a dog lover. And now he wants you guys to benefit from all the stuff he's learned with Rough Greens. It's awesome. I give it to my dogs every day. His whole thought is dog food is dead food. With Rough Greens, you can get vitamins, minerals, probiotics, uh, digestive enzymes, omega-369s, antioxidants, all this amazing stuff. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food and watch your dog come to life in ways you could not believe. And it's been amazing for my older dog. It's helped with his, with his joints. It's helped with his mobility, his energy. It'll help your dog as well. Right now, Dennis Black, the doc, is so confident Rough Greens will improve your doctor's health, uh, your dog's health. It's giving you a free jumpstart trial back. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Visit roughgreens.com slash chat. Don't change your dog's food or do anything. Just add a scoop a day. You watch what happens. Roughgreens.com slash chat. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. You go, boy. This isn't about right or left. This is just about right and wrong. Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Motley Crue, probably feeling good. According to StubHub, the band's tour with Def Leppard is the most in demand of the summer, the highest selling tour, and almost three times the total sales of the number two spot, Kenny Chesney. Country star Morgan Wallen is in third, with Justin Bieber and Elton John rounding out the top five. There are no women or female-fronted bands in the top ten. And of the top ten acts, Paul McCartney has the highest average ticket price at $349. Really? I don't know, is it worth $349? To see McCartney? I think in a small setting it might be if you're like into, you know. And would you be bummed? So if you go see McCartney, you spend 500 bucks, let's say, right? You're expecting some Beatles stuff. Am I right, Phil, or am I wrong? Right? You want some Beatles stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you come out and all you're doing is, you know, Paul McCartney and the Wings, <laughs> some of your other stuff, right? You're not even doing Say, Say, Say or whatever, <laughs> whatever horrible song she did with Michael Jackson. No, I want, you know, yeah, I want that. I want that. Because at this point, you are a legend, but you're kind of like lover boy. <laughs> so you go to the fair to see lover boy. Look, you got four hits. You're going to play them all today. Can't say that about Paul McCartney. This past weekend, uh, Kentucky Derby took place. Still, if you've if you've not seen the insane race this past weekend with uh, Rich Strike and him coming from so far behind, and you're like, "There's no way that horse is winning." It's crazy. But I was curious. I'm like, "What? What's the jockey get?" So the jockey, the winner. As far as the Derby, so they get $1.86 million, right? And the horse gets the thing that they put over, uh, and they go and they go to whatever funeral parlor place, and they just steal one of those things and put it over the horse's neck. It's like, oh, rest in peace, Harold. <laughs> so uh, this is how it works. The jockey gets his team, because he's got a team. He gets 186000 
The agent gets 25% of that. I don't know. The valet gets 9,300 or 5%. Overall, he took uh, 130 grand home for his race. Not bad. Not bad. It's kind of like being a caddy. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation slowed a little bit, but still up. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think most people would agree that it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Biden coming out yesterday, giving us big inflation. Let me tell you about inflation, inflation, inflation. Uh, And then it was very interesting about, eh, you know, how long is this going to last? How long do you think it will be until we see prices coming down? I'm not going to predict that. It ranges depending on what economists you're talking to by the end of this year. And some say it's going to be it's going to increase next year. But there's others say by the end of this year, you're going to see it come down. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, Nobody really knows. Part of that is the fact that we are in a position of uncertainty when it comes to the war in Ukraine. And we'll have some, you know, we'll be talking about that here in a little bit. There is, there's plenty of uncertainty there. Also, what's going on in China, COVID, a lot of things play into that. That being said, when you listen to him ramble, and he went after, you know, uh, Rick Scott, the former governor of Florida, is now a senator, you know, essentially says that he should resign. And uh, because he's, you know, incompetent and he's not well. And I just one of the headlines on CNN, a Republican senator just went there on Joe Biden. Well, everybody has said that he's there's some there's definitely. He's not what he once was. All right. Now, do I think that he is at a point where he's completely incapacitated and can't find his way around? No, I don't. Do I think that he's no longer as sharp? Uh, if if you were to ask me who's sharper, Bernie Sanders or him, Bernie Sanders is way sharper. I don't like his politics, but I don't worry about if he's cognitively always there. Bernie's there. Again, don't like his politics. And, and Rick Scott's got some wacky ideas about raising taxes on everybody. Even the the you know the 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 people at or below the poverty line and getting rid of certain things and and he's thrown some stuff out there and, and again it's 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 the battle that they're having is I think kind of a stupid battle especially considering that yeah the, the Rick Scott's almost seventy so that's a battle that they're having but I will say this when I mean Biden is not. As sharp as he was, his reflexes just haven't been good. His forward thought. Government, we know, is mostly reactionary. Something happens, we react to it. There's no forward thought put in it. Business, ones that do well, ones that survive, they adapt and they're forward thinking. 
Like, Elon Musk isn't buying Twitter so he can get more Twitter followers and to watch it fall apart. He's got to have some plan that he's looking to do with it. Not, not, and everything comes off. We know that. But this president has missed, missed, missed. And he's been pressed about it. And then he went on this rambling. I play it here. It's almost a minute. It's just rambling this about Americans. And and it's just, it's, it's, again, he is, so much of what we see in politics is the, the average person that's going, I'm worried about the cost of gas. I'm worried about paying rent. I'm worried about putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, et cetera, et cetera. It's lost to so many people who, who aren't in the private world but are in the public sphere, have everything handed to them because we don't have royalty, we have politicians, and they're disconnected. Be able to even pass them, number one. Number two, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's, they're, they're not focused. They're just, all they're focused on, understandably, is the problem they're facing. Yes. Yes. Well, what else? I mean, I love my neighbor. Well, my old house, I did. I don't, we, don't, I don't, we don't have neighbors here in the snow house. It's the beauty of that one, which is why I love them more. But I, I'm i focused on my stuff. Whose other stuff should I be focused on? Just out of curiosity. Well, the world doesn't revolve around you. No, it doesn't, but my world does. Your world revolves around you, not the world, your world. They get a 5.5% raise, an average raise in their salaries, and yet inflation exceeds that. And they look around the world. And they know that a lot of it's extremely complicated. And so they're frustrated. And I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. There's a lot we have to do. And but you know as well, I shouldn't say you. I think what I have to do is explain in simple, straightforward language what's going on. Like reason why 30% of the inflation last year is because automobiles cost more. Why did they cost more? They couldn't get the computer chips to make them. People are making a lot more money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Part of it is that. I mean, nobody's like, and if you say this is all Biden's fault, you're lying. Trump contributed to this with the second round of free money. And the Democrats and Republicans all wanted it. The first round, okay. But the last round, that's on you, man. You you took something that was already starting to go in an area where it was starting to really take off, and then you put it on blast. You, you, you threw it on steroids. That's you. Economists now, yesterday, well, economists now are starting to think that maybe the third one was a bit much. You think? I can't blame everything. You can't. And the thing is about being a leader... It's not what's happened yesterday. It's how do you deal with it today, and what are you looking forward to doing it tomorrow to prevent it and or to get through it? That's so much of what being a leader is about because you're not starting from scratch. While you're coming in, it's your first day. You know exactly what you're getting into. His reaction time has been poor at best, and the stuff that he has tried hasn't been great. He wasn't forward-thinking when it came to what was going to happen between Russia and Ukraine. And here's a perfect example of reaction time. Zelensky really didn't believe, up until about two or three weeks before it happened, that the Russians were going to invade. He was slow 
in being forward-thinking. The minute it happened, his reaction in dealing with it has been tremendous. Now, Biden has been pretty okay. I, have, I don't really have a lot of complaints about the Biden administration when it comes to what's going on, uh, you know, in, in Russia and the Ukraine. I think that, you know, we got $40 billion for them. People are like, I can't believe we're printing money for the, they're fighting. Well, first of all, let me say, they're fighting a war that you're not going to have to fight. Secondly, I think he's done okay, right? They started out weak, but they got a little bit better. And I think a lot of the administration, you know, across the board has stepped up. But when it comes to inflation, you should have been talking to our NATO allies. You should have been talking to the EU. You should have been talking to everybody over there. The line of communication with China should have been much more wide open about the things that we will do should you participate in some of the insanity that you're talking about, Xi. And Xi's got his own problems. And talking to everybody about, okay, how are we going to up the oil game here? How are we going to up this, knowing full well a good majority of you here are going to go off this immediately? You should have been pushing and pushing, understanding that the energy prices are going to drag us all over the place, getting in front of it. What can we do? How can we do things? Where should we be buying? Should we go to the oil companies right now and say, look, here's the deal. Right now, you guys are going to get a moratorium. Start drilling. What do we have to do to get you to drill at this moment in time? Well, we don't want you guys to come sue us every five minutes. If we have to, we'll make sure that doesn't happen. We do everything we can. Little things like that, having an understanding. But what about green energy? Green energy is great. I live today. I can plan for tomorrow. He's been slow at it. And it's going to cost him. It's going to cost his party. I know Roe v. Wade is energizing some people. It's not energizing everybody as much as people think. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. But it is energizing people. Eh, is it really? I mean, you listen to this here. Is this energizing you? While the rest of us sit back and watch the planet slowly die. And I know we all feel helpless, but there's one thing worth a try. Don't have a baby. Don't bring a new life in the world. I know they're cute with their little hands and the way their fingers curl. But don't have a baby. Resist that primal urge to breed. Because give it ten or so more years and they won't be able to breathe. Good God. A little early wokeness for you there. <laughs> Don't have a baby. It's funny. You know that lady's pro-choice, and you know that she's probably got an IUD or she takes a pill. She's responsible. And she's not having a baby because she doesn't want to breed. Because if she has a baby, one day that baby won't breathe. Don't have a baby. God, that's awful. I love the climate change people. Well, if I have a baby, the world's coming to an end. Okay, then. I mean, if that's the case, aren't we screwed anyways? If you're having a baby, it's going to screw everything up. I'm just curious. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Calibrate. Losing weight. Super great with Calibrate. Much better than that other song that was just sung. So what is Calibrate? It's the best way to lose weight and to keep it off. That's it. It is. FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes that are sustainable, meaning you eat real food. You don't deprive yourself 
you just make better, healthier choices along the way. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. So not only get the FDA-approved medication, you're also going to get a fully integrated program. You're going to get classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, community members just like you, talking about everything, plus medical care, including a video doctor visit. It's going to reset your metabolism so when your body starts to lose weight, boom, it doesn't freak out and think you're starving. On average, Calibrate's earliest members lost well over 20% of their body weight. Percent, not pounds, percent. Imagine being 5 10% lighter this time next month. Easy to fit in your schedule, no matter how busy it is. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. $50 off a one-year metabolic reset when you use promo code CHAD at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use promo code CHAD at joincalibrate.com. Joincalibrate.com. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, my God. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the old interweb. Start with the Google. CPI report comes out today. It's about inflation. Inflation rose but not as fast as it did last month but still up quite a bit uh and year to year it's up you know i mean it's not a great time right now if you're the administration and if you're out there i don't know putting gas in your car like me on a daily basis my goodness man yeah uh tom brady signed a massive contract he's trending uh with fox the minute he retires he's going to move to the booth with fox Kevin Burkhart will be uh, his partner. They'll be calling the big games. And his deal's reportedly worth $37.5 million a year. Over 10 years, that's almost $400 million. <gasps> what? Britney Spears fans are worried. Some are defending her nude pictures all over the place. Others are worried that eh, maybe, maybe she's got some issues. Maybe she does. No. I paw Apple iPod Touch is being discontinued. Yes, you can still buy one, but they're done. Dusted. Gone. Out of here. Head over to uh, Twitter. Putin, apparently, according to reports, has suspended his FSB as far as intelligence goes because they say they are failing in the Ukraine. You think? Yeah, they're failing in Ukraine. Bad. And uh, I, I was, you know, yesterday Macron came out and said, look, guys, we let's 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 show some humility here. Let's not embarrass him. Same things are flying around inside the Biden administration about, you know, let's not glow, bask in the glow of this. Let's just let's just keep doing what we're doing. But you got to give him an out. 
You know, I think it was, was it Sun Tzu that said it? Uh, never surround your enemy on four sides, meaning give them an out, because then when the desperation comes is when things get ugly. Deep sea researchers, guys, trending right now, have spotted what they're joking is the yellow brick road, but it is an actual road, cobblestone, on the floor. It is located of the ocean at the Lilai Yukalani Ridge in the, I'm going to screw this up royally, so shut up! Papa Hanaku Mukea Marine National Monument. Some people are saying, is this the place that leads to Atlantis? Probably not, but I will say this. It's weird that there is cobblestone. Think about this. There's cobblestone floor and roadways. Not just there, but near Cuba as well. And you do ask yourself, like, what? Do you think people are just going like, oh, hey, let's let's this will be a great joke because then people will find this. 5,000 years from now, they'll be like, what is this all about? No, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Very, 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 very weird. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Woke Wednesday. Got some more woke stuff. Head to the schools this time. Find out what insanity is going on there, because there is insanity going on there. I think we know that. Social media. Very interesting report about people who give up social media for a week and how they feel after that week. It's all about moderation, my friends. All about moderation. If you want to yell at me, say horrible things, feel free to tweet at me, at Chad Benson Show. You can text the program as well. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. So the Fed should... What? It's the guy leading us out of everything. No. No, thank you. Appreciate that, though. Appreciate that. <laughs> so the number one strength is inflation. That's the number one strength we have is inflation? That's that's our number one strength. What's your strength? Inflation. It's pretty awesome. Everything is your money's cheaper here. Uh, I mean, you you know, this doesn't go as far, and 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 everything here is more expensive. So you're gonna love it. <laughs> you're gonna really, really, really love the things that we're doing here. President of the United States, right there, dealing with the insanity of inflation, trying to dodge the oh, it's not you know oh, I don't really. Uh, uh, it's not my, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it was somebody else's fault. It's this, I don't care whose fault it was. Once again, you're in the damn job. Both sides do this. 
Enough. You're in the job. Do the job. And the job is this. You've got to figure out how to deal with inflation. What are you going to do? The number one thing right now on people's minds is inflation. They're worried about a recession. And what's the thing that I always tell you when when we talk about financial stuff here? I always tell everybody this. We can sit here and you can listen to an economist and say, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But if the people don't feel confident that everything is fine, and right now 80-some percent of people don't feel like we're going the right direction and feel like we could be potentially heading towards a recession, that puts panic in people, which puts panic in their pocketbooks, which slows their spending down, which is what we kind of want to do, but not fully because the Fed never really gets it right. And then we overcool down the marketplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Prices are up, people are struggling we all get that but when i hear this and i agree with what chairman powell said last week that the number one threat is the strength and that strength that we built is inflation so the fed should i i don't even know what exactly does that mean and then let's go back to the recession thing the r word not that r word the recession, the worry about it, because worry will help get us there. It can also cost the economy. There is now worries of a recession. What we have seen since World War II is that most recessions are preceded by rising prices. And the odds of a recession, according to Wall Street economists, continue to rise as we see these numbers continuing to weigh on American consumers and the economy. Yeah course people are cutting back they're spending more right now but they're getting less for it then there's deciding all across the board we can't afford to spend anymore so we're just going to start cutting back housing market is still ridiculous axios had a great piece today it's over the refi market is dead oh now new market as far as homes that's still there because we just don't have enough in a lot of places where people are moving. So I, I think what you're going to see is in parts of the country where people are deciding to move to, Southwest, Texas, Arizona, Florida out there in the Southeast, some of the Carolinas, where they don't have the inventory but people are moving there, and a few places to the Midwest, I think what you'll see is the market itself in other parts of the country cool down. Those will stay somewhat hot and inflated. But across a lot of this country, you'll see it come back and you'll get to parity. But when you overdo the economy, so it's not just about slowing down the housing market. All of a sudden, everything else gets dragged with it. Oh, yeah. And if people aren't buying homes and they're not refinancing, they're not spending. And so parts of the country, I think, will be okay. We'll weather the storm. The southeast will be fine, right? You've got the, they're going to be fine. The southwest should be okay. 2008. It was horrific for people that lived here. You know, I was in uh, Texas and I was in California for parts of the last recession. If you live on the beach, anywhere near the beach in California, and in 2008 your house was 600 grand, 
the recession hit, went down to five. You're like, oh, that sucks, right? Now, a lot of people out there lost homes, homes they should never have had. A lot of them were second homes. And then a lot of people, you know, they were just, they, they, they thought it was the endless ATM machine and that, you know, they could just continue to, 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 you know, they would own the house for a while. They would sell it because the market was going to continually go up and it was going to continually go up. They'll take that money then and then they'll, 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 you know, roll it into something else. And that didn't happen. But even when the market collapsed, the housing market didn't fall apart in California like it did here. They're building out by me a lot right now. So I live about, I tell you guys this, I live in the Valley of the Dirt, people I call it. It's uh, Pinal County. I live about, realistically, it's 65 miles to Phoenix, 65 miles to, to Tucson. Dead square in the middle. And they, when I first moved out here almost five years ago, there was a lot of building that was just stopped. And, as, you know, I'm asking my wife, I'm like, what happened? She goes, well, when the market collapsed, because her father was a contractor, she goes, it was one day you're working, the next day it's over. And it's kind of like Chernobyl, right? Where you, you, know, you go and you look and there's still, you know, there there's still the plates are set and stuff looks like people just left in the middle of the day. That's what it was. You, just people left. And these houses are like, you know, some of them are framed and some of them have half a roof and they just left it. And it just collapsed like you couldn't believe. Overnight, people went from my house is worth three hundred grand to my house is worth $80,000. And you're never recouping that. But what happens in when the market eventually cools down and you run to parity that's good when you get to the point where it is too much inventory and not enough demand when people move into houses what do they do they're buying stuff they're buying appliances they're buying furniture they're buying new stuff right they get rid of the old stuff because we're moving somewhere new parts of the country are going to be fine other parts of the country i think are going to have a a real tough time a real tough time we just don't have enough inventory in certain parts but across the board, people are worried about recession and the economy. Let me talk about, you know, Roe v. Wade, and that's the, everybody's out there talking about it, right? This is, and, and, and this, it's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. This is Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary. What? You're talking about Roe v. Wade? Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Denying women access to abortion increase their odds of living in poverty or need for public assistance. How's that? Curiosity sake, I'm just asking. Are you saying because you're forcing women to have kids and they can't afford to have kids? Is, is it, you know, again, overnight, it's not going to be illegal. It's not. It's not. Some states, it, it will be. They'll have much stricter. Other places are not going to. Well, how do you get to those places? There's enough people out there. It's like adoption. There's one of the things that Alito, because yeah, I heard people come out and say, oh, adoption isn't the answer. Are you kidding me? You know, supply, demand, right? We understand that. The supply, demand thing. It's pretty, uh, 
if you had a child and you didn't want it and it was a baby, there's no chance that baby, unless that baby has a ton of issues. I mean, a ton of issues. My little brother, nobody would have adopted my little brother had my mom not adopted him. And that's only because that was her grandchild. But otherwise, my sister gave up one for adoption. The other 50,000 she had, they're all my little brothers and sisters now. But she gave up one. When she said she was going to do it, the lawyer that took care of everything said, I have 300 people waiting. You're like, oh. Yeah. Contact, what can I do? That That's not an issue. Now, should you be forced to have a child? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be forced to have a child. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. We never talk about personal responsibility. You could not have sex. It's a possibility. Right? You could make that choice. What about rape? I know we go to the extremes, but let's just keep it in the world of, of, of now. Well, And I think that birth control should be absolutely free. I don't think a woman should have to go and get a prescription. That's the dumbest thing in the world. It should be free, you go, you pick it up, you move on with your life. And even if that happened, it wouldn't matter. Somebody's going to come, oh, what about this, what about that? It's frustrating. It is. When you listen to people scream and yell and they're not having conversations and they're not trying to go, okay, well, what's this all about the state's rights thing? States shouldn't have rights for certain things, and you're just like, ugh. Frustrating. When... People, I'm like, did you not take a civics class? Did you not take any kind of, you know, uh, political class? Anything? Understanding this? Well, this was settled. It was never settled. I'm going to tell you guys this again. Never settled. Never. Ever settled. The fight went on from the day that the Supreme Court in 73 voted and it continues to go on. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It isn't. So to say it was settled would be a lie. Because if it was settled, we wouldn't be having this conversation. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Eden Pure, the purest of all. So you're about air purifiers. right? People go, ah, oh, you know, I tried this one. I tried that one. Try Eden Pure and you will never, ever ever have to worry about those oh dears again or her her you got stinky rooms you got kids that are smelly you maybe your house you know one time somebody smoked right you, you for whatever reason you know you just want it cleaner fresher air eden pure is it the oxy leaf two thunderstorm you're gonna get three units you're gonna use code chad three and i'll tell you how to do that in a minute you're gonna save two hundred dollars two hundies it's the eden pure thunderstorm air purifier brings clean smells back in you will smell the difference in seconds and it's worked for me it's worked i've got six of them a couple in my office right and then i've got some in the house i've got some lizards and things like that you guys know i like smells that are nice and that's what this is no floor space at all just plug it right in no filters gotta love that right now save 200 dollars on eden pure thunderstorm three pack you smell the difference, kids. Get full coverage for your kitchen, office, bedroom, anywhere. If you want to get rid of those odors, this is what it's about. EdenPureDeals.com, code CHAD3. Save $200 right there. Shipping is free. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com, 
Code Chad3. Chad Benson Show. Set Chad straight. Text the show, 323-538-2423. That's 323-538-CHAD. Someone has to do it. Might as well be you. The Chad Benson Show. I've got a serious situation here about pilot. I have no idea how to fly the airplane, but I'm in 9100. I'm a 333 Lima Delta. Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me, and I have no idea. <laughs> this is Phil's stream. For guys you don't know, producer Phil's been with me, uh, along with producer Anthony, forever and a day. Producer Phil, you are a travel nut as far as transportation side of it. That, that I am. Is this your dream in a weird way? I'd land the plane, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's not a 737. So this guy's pilot passes out. Something's going on. I don't know. Maybe he's having a stroke or something. And he's like, hey, uh, anybody out there? Yeah, my pilot, uh, he's passed out or something's going on. We have a medical emergency. And the guy's like, what's your uh, what's your vector, Victor? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. What was the situation with the pilot? He is incoherent. He is out. Three, Lehman Delta, Roger. Uh, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Uh, push forward on the uh, controls and uh, descend at a very slow rate. All right, I can do that. Roger, over. I would just be like, Roger, over, done. Captain, <laughs> Stargate. You just witnessed a couple passengers land that plane. Man, they did a great job. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. no, great job. No flying experience. We got a controller that worked them down. That's a flight instructor. Yeah, there you go. Pretty awesome. Everybody was safe. It's just an interesting thing where you are, because it, it, so they were, it looks, it looks like they were, Phil, is that like a Cessna they were in? Yeah, it was a Cessna. Yeah, so it's, it's, it, you're not, you know, you're not dealing with all of the, the nuts and bolts that you would, like when you see modern airplanes, it's a computer. And it, you're just like, I have no idea. Here, I mean, you, you understand. It's like, okay, down. Here we go. We're going to pull up. All right. We could slow the plane down like this. It's it, it was, and the dude just calm and cool, just landed it. Good to go. That's a win right there. That is a win right there. Like, you got to have a smile on your face go, you know what? Good for me. Good for me. I've done that now. Maybe get some wings, put it on there, talk about everybody. Hey, you guys, you know what I did? Land a plane. We know, Jim, you landed the plane. Get over it. Speaking of planes, if you guys didn't see this, it's crazy. So plane was supposed to take off from Israel to Turkey. And the passengers were in the plane. They're getting ready to take off. If you know anything about Israel, especially if you're flying on like LL or LL, when you get on this plane, uh, it take, you've got to be there hours before. It's not like show up 30 minutes before, an hour and a half before. You're there hours before. They check, double check, triple check. They walk through. They ask you questions about where are you going? Who are you with? Where did you live here? How? Because obviously Israel had some issues in the 70s and 80s where every plane seemed to be hijacked. So people are sitting there. And imagine getting an anonymous text, and a lot of passengers did, and you open it up, and it starts talking about, it shows pictures of planes that have crashed. Ooh. Yeah. That, to me, is terrifying. And that's what took place. So this Turkish jet was grounded after receiving images of another plane crash. 
And they said, you know what, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. They said the police and security authorities are going to find out who did this. Nine suspects described by police as Israeli citizens are among the passengers who were removed and could be prosecuted for disseminating false information. But they're like, "Ah, it wasn't us, you know, so you don't know. But it was all done by airdrop. But that's kind of scary. Like, that's a... That's a nutty, crazy thing right there. If you're sitting there, you're like, that is not something I want to see just before we take off. I'd still rather be in the position where I'm flying the little plane and the guy passes out. 323-538-2423. Because you got a great story. I know. Follow along with us across all the social medias. If you love to hate us, feel free to shoot us a tweet or a text. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson happy 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 wednesday some people it's happy wednesdays for other frustration worry anxiety where are we headed how close are we to recession what's going to happen with inflation is it going to get worse is it going to get better eased off a little bit but there's still plenty of issues some of the stuff that you know you know caleb silver who is uh uh, Investitopia, see over there. You know, he's talk about the Fed because the Fed is trying to. If you guys know what the Fed's job is, it's kind of you know, you're the money manager for the nation. It's the best way to describe. It. All right, you're looking over the economic stuff, the financials. You're trying to decide certain things that you think are going to happen with the you know the economy. How can you help? What can hurt? They've never been good at trying to play this game of balancing raising rates and doing certain things in such a way that it works out to where things slow down. We come in, you know, par with the the, the wants, right, and, and then demands and the actual stuff and things level off. They usually, well, they flounder at it. They're never good at it. They've missed, like, all the time, like every time. And, and, the recession fears are, are really starting to, you know, heat up. Wages, which are up significantly 5.5% from a year ago, are not keeping up with this inflation. It's not only a question for American families, keeping things out of reach, making it too expensive to go to the grocery store or the gas station. The other question this raises is what it means for the economy more broadly. It can mean a recession, and there are many economists who believe the odds are now increasing for that. Yeah. And... There's no doubt about that. And that's where the Fed comes in. So Caleb Silver, Investopia, talking about how the Fed can do this. And what happens too often is they wait way too long to raise rates and try to slow things down. 
And then when they do act, well... The Fed is doing what it can to try to cool inflation, and that's raising interest rates. The risk there is that they overcool, they put the economy into a deep freeze because as borrowing costs go up, consumers start to pull back and businesses start to pull back on expansion. Yeah. And what have we said about so much of this is about the psyche of us. The confidence we have in in what's going on. And if we don't have confidence, no matter what the indicators say, how many times have you seen uh, teams that, you know, on paper, they're way better, but they don't have the belief that they're going to do something and they fail? It's the same thing here. You look at a lot of stuff and you say, well, man, they, my, my house is worth way more than it was and my, you know, my job's doing okay, and, uh, but I, I have an uneasiness in there. I don't have the belief in it. Well, you put that out there where everybody else is feeling the same way. And to me, it's about the confidence of the consumer, you and I. And if we don't have the confidence, well, that's not good. We're still at this very high peak near this 40-year high in inflation, and it's starting to eat into consumer confidence a little bit. means we're not going to be shopping because we're worried about our job. We're worried about our jobs, so we're going to be cutting back arbitrarily, not even counting inflation. It's not a good situation for the president. Yesterday, he came out and uh, gave his big, you know, whoop-de-hoo, look at this, here we go, uh, I got this, don't worry about it. When asked about inflation itself. How long do you think it will be until we see prices coming down? I'm not going to predict that. It ranges depending on what economists you're talking to by the end of this year, and some say it's going to be it's going to increase next year, but there's others say by the end of this year you're going to see it come down. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody has a hundred percent lock on it, and part of that is because it's hard to predict what's going to go on with China. China right now is still a player in this because COVID is well, it's just doing whatever COVID is doing in China. And it's hard to get a read on that because it's China. What we do know is there's going to be more supply chains, right? It's unsustainable. It's the World Health Organization called what they're doing. Unsustainable. What's hilarious is they censored him on Weibo, which is their Twitter. Uh... They've censored him. But the zero COVID strategy isn't working. So you've got Shanghai, 65 days plus, where it's been completely shut down. Beijing, areas completely shut down. It, it, that is not only is it not sustainable, for the world, we get so much stuff from there, there's another supply chain issue. Even if we're doing okay, if we can't get the stuff we need out of there, and there are some companies that got special waivers to continue to work, but it isn't going to change anytime soon. I mean, while April 23rd seems to be some of their high days, I think the 16th there was a, a spike. But when you go and look, they're still averaging about 11,000 a week well zero that's a long way away from something that is supposedly easy to catch very easy to catch then you've got ukraine what's going on there well we got another 40 billion dollars we're sending them fantastic but we don't know what's going to happen with putin who if you didn't see him the other day 
He does not look well. He doesn't. He did not look well at all. But oil, gas, the breadbasket of Europe, there's going to be, even if even if things were good here, there's going to be pressures with energy, especially as most of Europe's decided they're getting off of it, including Germany potentially by the end of the summer, which is going to make the oil that's already out there potentially tougher to get because everybody's going to be bidding in that marketplace now. So some things are going to be unpredictable. Biden should have predicted some of these things. Doesn't mean he's going to be right. And I can't blame him for everything. But part of being a leader is being able to look at something and saying, all right, this is what, you know, I've been handed this. How I react to it is going to say everything that people need to know about my administration and my leadership. And his reaction to everything has been piss poor at best. You said that word. I know, poor. He wasn't in front of what was going on in Ukraine as far as getting on the phone with everybody, making sure that we knew where everybody stood and that what we needed to do when it came to energy and how we were going about doing it, where we could supplement that energy from. He blames, oh, well, we got 9,000 leases on federal land. Yeah, half of those leases, and nothing there. The other half of the leases, if they started drilling today, how long is it going to take before they get barrel one out of there based on the fact that they're going to be dragged through court day in and day out? Oh, yeah. So saying you've got 9,000 leases, mm, how many of them are workable and how many of them are going to be to the point where they're going to actually add something to this? Unless you're going to go out there and say, look, tell the environmental people we're with them, but this is the reality of the world that we live in. And uh, this is a, a, a bigger threat to us at this moment in time than climate change is the fact that a nuclear madman potentially could cause hell and havoc across the world and that we're going to have to make some sacrifices right now to help out a country that is facing them so we don't have to and in doing so we need to make sure that we keep our lights on here and that people don't starve and they're not making choices like uh do i eat tonight and give a little bit to the kids, or do I give everything to the kids and I just go hungry? Yeah, that's not that's not a win. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Jen Saki talking about uh, this whole Roe v. Wade thing. I don't know if you guys have heard. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about... Uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. Yeah, no, that's against the law, actually. You can't do that. I don't know if you, uh, 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 I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but you can't pick it in front of a judge's house, juror's house, things like you can't, witness's house. SCOTUS, you can't do it. You just can't. You can't do it. It's against the law. 
face a penalty up to a year in jail. Great that it's peaceful, but there is a law about it. Because trying to influence people and scare people is not a good thing. Get deeper than that. A lot of other stuff to get to. Trump back on Twitter. The reaction. Talk about that. He's not back yet, so settle down. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I'm on Twitter, Donald. My pillow. Right now, it's great deals. He's not on Twitter. Uh, it was for like five minutes, and they kicked him off again. <laughs> Chad. Stuff's amazing. BOGO extravaganza. My pillow bed sheets, low as $59.98. Elegance. My pillows, low as $49.98. Six piece towel set, roll and go anywhere pillows for $29.98. So much more. Roll and go anywhere pillows, awesome. Let's say you're traveling right now, right? You're like, oh, good. I, I like to take a pillow. Take this pillow. Absolutely amazing. You can use it anywhere, right? Your car, you know, if you're on a long road trip, uh, not if you're driving, it's not a good thing. Uh, your recliner, kicking back at home, airplane. Amazing. 10-year warranty, 6-day money-back guarantee, machine washable, tons of colors and styles to choose from, plus deep discounts on everything. And right now, if you go to MyPillow.com slash Benson, you're going to find a full list of all the BOGO offers that are out there, from the bed sheets to, to, to the Roll and Go Anywhere pillow to you name it, they've got it. Take advantage of this and so much more. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Or call 800-983-4975. 800-983-4975. Or MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. Putin decided whatever it is he decided to be brutal and cruel and a coward that we were there to help. Nancy Pelosi right there. Uh, She said something interesting. We'll get into it a little bit more tomorrow. It was earlier this week and she's getting a lot of flack from uh, from the left side of the aisle. But it shows you how just crazy, rabid politics has made us where she came out this week and she says, we need a strong Republican Party. We can't have uh, a party that's uh, 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 the Republican Party that's not strong. It's, that's not sustainable for any of us. We, you know, we need a strong party. And, you know, people gave her flat. How dare you? And it's just that shows you what we talked about yesterday. This is the problem in a day and age. Nancy's been around long enough to know that working with the other side used to not be a bad thing. That working with the other side used to be something you did because you weren't being held accountable in the court of public opinion by people that usually aren't in your state or aren't in your district where you're terrified to do anything because they might rile up somebody in your state and district. But she's right about Ukraine. You know, we're going to do more. We're not going to, this isn't going to be the last of the stuff that we give them or the money we give them. More resources are needed to provide military assistance to Ukrainian forces, address a humanitarian crisis created by this conflict, and support our allies in the region. Yeah. More and more. Not going anywhere. We're going to give more because, A, we don't have to fight them. That's a good thing. 
We don't have to fight them. They started something. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that the Ukrainians can finish it. Jimmy Raskin. I want us to make sure we are sending a message of hope and solidarity to the people of Ukraine. I think we are. And you know it's bad right now when this popped up today. The pooter. The pooter. Missed his annual ice hockey match. Now, if you don't know anything about this, every year he plays in a hockey match. Uh, It's the Russia's Night Hockey League National Festival. Hockey's a huge sport over there. All you have to do is watch the NHL and realize there's a ton of amazing Russian players. Uh, and let's not forget the you know the former Soviet Union and the the you know uh, just just you know I mean the Red Army team. It's all, it's just incredible. But he plays in this this game where he scores all the goals and everybody cheers him on. His team wins like you know six seven eight nine nothing. He scores everything. And then he fights a bear. He did not look good on Monday. He didn't. He didn't look good on Monday. And it's a uh, during their May Day celebration. So another thing that's pointing towards, because as a leader, right, like Zelensky doesn't stay off social media or the television. I mean, if we called today, we could probably get him on five minutes. <laughs> it's like taking anybody. Putin's not. And this is one of those things where if things were going great, He'd be there. If he was well, he'd be there. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Tom Brady uh, will be leaving football eventually. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't think anybody knows when that's going to be because it was supposed to be this year, but that lasted like an hour and a half. And he's like, I don't know if I really like these hanging out with these kids all the time. So he's back. But when he does, he's already got a job. Like, that's a guy right there. He's got a new gig. New gig is he's going to be the lead analyst on Fox. Kevin Burkhardt's going to call the games. He's going to be working with him. He got a 10-year contract. $37.5 million a year. $375 million over the 10 years is what it's being reported. Not only will he do that, but he's also going to shake hands and kiss babies and meet all the sponsors and do things like that, be an ambassador. That's huge money. He's going to make over this 10 years as much as he made, if not more, than when he did when he played being the GOAT. Interesting. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. People are still angry. Obviously, Roe v. Wade. It's not going anywhere. People are outside picketing, screaming, angry. One of the neighbors of Alito, well, he's outside. Just uh, very excited about all the things that are going on. Apparently not a fan. Several of the neighbors are not huge fans of the justices. 
in the neighborhoods. Uh, but one of them, uh, well, playing the piano. By the, I just want to let you guys know uh, there is a a ban, a law. Federal statute bans picketing judges, residents, with the intent of influencing said judge. 18 U.S.C. 1507, those are the subsection numbers as well have been added, that it is illegal to protest outside of Supreme Court justice homes. Whoever, with the intent of interfering with obstructing or impending the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of said duty, Pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States or in a building or resident occupied by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer with intent to use any sound truck or similar device or resort to any demonstration in or near such building is illegal, shall be fined under the title or imprisoned for not more than one year or both. Not happening, though. Let you guys know they are not doing anything. Silence. Silence. Can't have that. Right? You can't. You can't. You because you're trying to influence out of what fear. That's what you're trying to do now. You're trying to make it so the mob rule can scream and yell. And throw a fit and get whatever the hell it is that they want? No. Sorry. Eh. No. No. Of all the things, no. But, Chad, it was settled law. It was never settled. Ever. Roe v. Wade never settled it. Never did. If it was settled, why, why are there marches for life every year? Why are there always court battles over? If it's settled, why are all those things happening? Other things that, quote-unquote, people are saying, they're going to take this away from you. Here comes this. Here comes that. Nobody's calling for those things. There's no marching for those things. There's no challenges for those things. We've moved on. But not with this. It's an interesting debate. Town hall meeting. Younger pro-choice woman. Older pro-life woman. They get into it. Remember, so much of this is about emotion. Um, because I hear a lot of pro-lifers um, say that life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. So my poster reads, life begins when you understand living women matter more than potential babies. What is it? What do you mean? If it's a potential baby, what is inside of a woman? It's a fetus. Is it living? No. Oh. How can it grow if it's not living? Actually, actually, that's like saying if an acorn is a tree. When does the fetus become living? Um, that's actually a good question. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I don't know. Uh, up for debate? Right. So they're having a very, here's what they're having. They're having a very nice uh, conversation. They're not arguing with each other. The young girl's not trying to scream her down. The other lady is just throwing, hey, when's it living? Potential. When's it living? And they're going back and forth, and both of them are trying to, you know, you're never going to persuade somebody the way that I think some people do. 
with arguments because very few people are open-minded about stuff. They, they get into something and, they, and they're entrenched in it. Then they dig in harder. And even if they think to themselves, well, there's a real good point there, and that may be right. And, and, and because so much of us are looking for something that is black and white, and very few things are black and white. Because you're fundamentally denying science to validate you, your opinion. You, you actively, you actively deny science, ma'am. How am I denying, what science did I deny, Darby? Um, okay, so let's look at some posters over here. You just made an accusation that I denied science. What science did I deny? That it's a child inside of you. It is a clump of cells when I'm a clump of cells. What makes me different? Oh, that's good. I'm a clump of cells. What makes me different? Yeah. All started by light. Remember that. You were born. So you, you don't, what you're arguing is that uh, anything that is not born is not valuable of life. I right did not side. say that. So when does, it, when does a child or fetus or clump of cells, whatever you want to call it, when does this clump of cells or fetus become living? When it can sustain but when is that when is the sustainability my newborns aren't sustainable you can't just have a newborn and they just like live on their own right they're not sustainable they need help and assistance to survive really what they need is an adult to feed them and then make sure they don't kill themselves because that's what being a parent is the first like six years it's just stopping them from killing themselves (laughs) not on purpose this just looks like fun. I have no comprehension of pain. <laughs> that was a very honest thing. They're having a conversation. And this is where the nuance comes in. Where I think people look and say, look, the minute something gets a heartbeat, the minute something starts to form and look like a a a a, a person, a creature, whatever you whatever you're going to come from, that's when I think people have issues. Right? If it's just a clump of cell, right? If it looks just like a, a you know, uh, just a nothing, a bunch of goo, well, okay, the, you know, people are going to talk about it. 70 cent abortions, by the way, are done by pill. Right? So that's that's one thing, and I think this is where you, we, we we never talk about any of the facts. and we never. It's just like with bills. People argue over bills. Did you read the bill? No, I didn't read the bill. I just read the headline of the bill and what the media is telling me, and, you know, I believe in anything they say. You have to have a real conversation. But you're not going to change people's minds. And most people you talk to, even pro-life, I mean pro-choice, all say the same thing for the most part. Oh, it's not for me. It's for someone else. I, I, I would never do it. But but it's still not the driving thing this year. As much as the Dems want to make it the driving thing, it is not going to be. It is not. And as we know, it's Wednesday. We like to get woke on Wednesday. Here's some pro-choice people who are taking it to the max when it comes to choice and why they would choose to uh, eliminate. You know you're a millennial when you question whether or not it's ethical to bring children into this world. Because you really know whether or not the world's going to be habitable in 30 years. So why would I bring children into there? Because of climate change. So I've had two abortions. Nothing medical. I just find it incredibly morally unethical to bring another human being, another child, into this late-stage capitalistic shit show that is causing the literal extinction of our species in our lifetime. This child that you want born so badly isn't going to live to see 30, and I need you to hear that. I need you to understand it. It's about climate change. Not even real. 
not, none of that's real, by the way. There is nothing, even in the IPCC, that's the interpanel, uh, interpanel climate change, blah, 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 uh, that the UN has. There is no doomsday, world is over, everything's done and dusted. None of that, period. Case closed. And it, there's nothing in there. Nothing. Not a thing. But you've bought into it. It's over. I can't bring kids in this world. It's done. It's over. So I just, that's nuts. That's your wokeness right there. You're, you're thinking you're doing something super awesome for the planet. Which, you know what? Maybe it's all for the best at that point in time. But my goodness me, the insanity of people to think, well, that's what it's all about right there. You're doing something great. Doing something fantastic. Thank you for helping the planet. The planet will decide when the planet's done with us. That's when the planet will decide. The universe and the planet. No, I don't think so. I think it's every... No, 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 no. I think it's, 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 it's all... No, wrong. Go look at the information. There's nothing in the... <laughs> In, in any of the reports, the, the people who scream and yell, just like people who are coming out and, and screaming and yelling here, it's over and women don't exist anymore and back in the kitchen and blah, 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 blah. It's those. It's about fear. But that's right there. There's, there's any woker than that insanity right there. Speaking of insanity, I don't know if this would help Trump or not. Elon Musk addressing, yes, the elephant in the room. Are you planning to let Donald Trump back on? I think there's, there's a general question of should Twitter have permanent bans? I've talked with Jack Dorsey about this, and he and I are of the same mind, which is that uh, permanent bans should be uh, extremely rare and really reserved for people where they're trying to, uh, for, for accounts that are bots or spam scam accounts, uh, where there's just no legitimacy to the account at all. No legitimacy to the count at all. So here he is talking. Uh, and then, of course, the question again about Trump. I do think that it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was, that was a mistake because it, uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is not going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the right in the, in the United States. Um, and so I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having a, sing you know, a single forum where everyone can debate. Yeah. Which is what we need. Place where we can debate, have conversation. That's really important. So, well. I, I guess the answer is that I, 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 I would reverse the perma ban. I would say I'm not. I don't own Twitter yet, so this is not like a thing that will definitely happen, because what if I don't own Twitter? Now, now that doesn't mean that somebody gets to say whatever they want to say. If they say something that is um, illegal or just destructive to the world, then, then that there should be perhaps a timeout, uh, a temporary suspension, or, or that particular tweet uh, should be made invisible or, or have very limited uh, traction. Yeah. Translation, long way, roundabout, yes, he's coming back. Cue the insanity. Are you concerned about the rise of American fascism? Well, today, you can be more concerned. Uh, it's almost certain that with this move, Trump is going to come back to social media. 
I mean, this has so many horrific implications. I'm not even sure where Tell to me. start, Tell to me, be please completely do. Start. honest with you. Tell me. There is a problem with this idea of free speech, and that is, where is the limit? Free speech has the ability to incite some really horrific and hateful things. Anyway, I imagine there's going to be a mass exodus from Twitter. I just have a very strong feeling that the extremism on the right is going to get more significant after this. Anyways, okay, bye. Insane. Insane. It is. It's crazy. It is. I don't think it's going to be a free-for-all. I think it's going to be nutty and insane. And and I get, I just read your tweets earlier about what a POS I am, what a Nazi I am. There's people out there saying that, you know what, assassinations of, the, of SCOTUS is okay. And Twitter's like, yeah, it doesn't really rise to the level of, of you know, our, our platform limits. So we're going to allow it. That's nuts. So settle down with your extremism and your lunacy. Well, it's because he's the fascist. If he's the fascist you think he is, A, why is he not on social media? Why didn't he just take all of social media over? Government seizes everything. Just curious. I think it's a fair question to ask. Why, why didn't he? Could have, right? I mean, if that's it. Apparently, he's even implored and spoken to Elon, said, you need to buy Twitter. Knowing full well it was going to hurt his true social. It's just so silly. It is. People, good God. Wokeness, man, a culture of simpletons when it comes to the freedoms and the actual world that we live in. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, created by naturopathic physician. Dr. Dennis Black, he's 20 years he's been a, a physician, a naturopath. This guy's been an Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, Vietnam Air Helicopter Pilot, done a lot of stuff. Stage four kidney cancer survivor, and he's a dog lover. And now he wants you guys to benefit from all the stuff he's learned with Rough Greens. It's awesome. I give it to my dogs every day. His whole thought is dog food is dead food. With Rough Greens, you can get vitamins, minerals, probiotics, uh, digestive enzymes, omega-369s, antioxidants, all this amazing stuff. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food and watch your dog come to life in ways you could not believe. And it's been amazing for my older dog. It's helped with his, with his joints. It's helped with his mobility, his energy. It'll help your dog as well. Right now, Dennis Black, the doc, is so confident Rough Greens will improve your, doctor's health, uh, your dog's health. It's giving you a free jumpstart trial back all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping visit roughgreens.com slash chat don't change your dog's food or do anything just add a scoop a day you watch what happens roughgreens.com slash chat ruffgreens.com slash chat chad benson show you go boy this isn't about right or left this is just about right and wrong Right you are, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Motley Crue, probably feeling good. According to StubHub, the band's tour with Def Leppard is the most in demand of the summer, the highest selling tour, and almost three times the total sales of the number two spot, Kenny Chesney. Country star Morgan Wallen is in third, with Justin Bieber and Elton John rounding out the top five. There are no women or female-fronted bands in the top ten. And of the top ten acts, Paul McCartney has the highest average ticket price at $349. Really? Is it worth $349? Does it see McCartney? 
I think in a small setting it might be if you're like into, you know. And would you be bummed? So if you go see McCartney, you spend 500 bucks, let's say, right? You're expecting some Beatles stuff. Am I right, Phil, or am I wrong? Right? You want some Beatles stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you come out and all you're doing is, you know, Paul McCartney and the Wings, <laughs> some of your other stuff, right? You're not even doing Say, Say, Say or whatever. <laughs> whatever horrible song she did with Michael Jackson. No, I want, you know, yeah, I want that. I want that. Because at this point, you are a legend, but you're kind of like lover boy. It's like you go to the fair to see lover boy. Look, you got four hits. You're going to play them all today. <laughs> Can't say that about Paul McCartney. This past weekend, uh, Kentucky Derby took place. Still, if you've, if you've not seen the insane race This past weekend with uh, Rich Strike and him coming from so far behind, and you're like, there's no way that horse is winning. It's crazy. But I was curious. I'm like, what? what's the jockey get? So the jockey, the winner as far as the derby, so they get $1.86 million, right? And the horse gets the thing that they put over, uh, and they go and they go to whatever funeral parlor place, and they just steal one of those things and put it over the horse's neck. It's like, oh, rest in peace, Harold. <laughs> so uh, this is how it works. The jockey gets his team, because he's got a team. He gets 186000 The agent gets 25% of that. I don't know. The valet gets 9300 or 5%. Overall, he took uh, hundred and thirty grand home for his race. Not bad. Not bad. It's kind of like being a caddy. Chad Benson Joe. This is the Chad Benson Show.